Want to know how the IMF is taking over the world? Well, I'm going to show you in this video between Venezuela and Egypt, how both of them attempt to deal with too much debt with taking on more debt. And who's going to be the lender? The IMF. And how they both prioritize repaying the IMF over private citizens and private corporations and then set up restructuring and fees and taxes to raise the funds to repay the IMF. And we saw it in Greece, didn't we? It's so important that you understand how this affects you because governments, the way they position the debt is frankly like it's their debt. But the reality is, is they're spending your and my tax dollars. And when those dollars aren't there, they have to raise taxes. What would the government do to cover up the truth? Oh, so many things. The same thing happens all over the world. And it's important that you see it so you can recognize the lies and make educated choices that puts your best interest first. This is what we're going to show you today and more coming up. Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst at ITM Trading, oops, a full service physical gold and silver dealer specializing in custom strategies. Because frankly, we want you to know the truth and we want you to put your best interest first. You're going to be the one that's going to be impacted by it. And part of what we see as we go into hyperinflation and we go to these things, there are opportunities that will present if you're in the right place at the right time with the right asset. But there's also the ability to counter the increase in taxes, et cetera. Again, if you're in the right place at the right time with the right asset, that's what the strategy is frankly all about. So let me show you what these two countries are doing because Argentina is right in the middle of it. And we just saw them uh, what, December 13th, I believe it was, when they did an overnight revaluation of the peso. But Argentina, see, here's part of the problem. They need to deactivate a $400 billion debt bomb. Now, this was December 13th, so part of that was that overnight revaluation, right? But look at their ballooning debt pile. This just goes back to 2015, but it's so much more than that, including in government debt above 400 billion. That's where this is. There's still more debt that they have to deal with. But of that 400 billion in government debt, 43 billion is owed to the IMF. And quite honestly, I mean, think about this. This is an impending 10th, 10th, sovereign default. So what we're told is how safe government's debt is, like our treasury debt, because what backs it but the full faith and credit of the government. In other words, the government's ability to create more debt. Even with all of these defaults, do you trust the government? 
This is how they fund themselves. And then they and then they raise your taxes to repay this debt. So, hmm, how can they avoid default or at least avoid the appearance of default? One was the overnight revaluation. But here is their monthly schedule of payments in U.S. dollars. So a lot of this debt was borrowed in terms of dollars when the dollar was weaker against the peso. Well, that has flip-flopped. That creates an even bigger problem because they've got to repay this debt in terms of U.S. dollars that they don't have, quite honestly. Let me go here. The country's total sovereign debt exceeds $400 billion, some $110 billion of which is owed to the IMF. So that was short term, the $43 billion. This is a little bit longer term, $110 billion to the IMF. And to holders of restructured, privately held euro bonds. Well, I've shown you a gazillion times. I'm going to show you a gazillion and one. How do they restructure the debt? They'll go out of maturity and they'll also modify the interest rates and they'll modify the principal through the revaluations. So, you know, quite honestly, you're already looking at restructured, privately held debt in euro bonds. This is the U.S. debt. This stuff isn't safe. And guess what? The U.S. stuff isn't safe either. And here's that overnight revaluation. Now, what I want you to notice here is this is the U.S. dollar to the Argentinian peso. And you can see a little bit of an overnight revaluation here and a much bigger one here. With central bank reserves in the red, by more than 10 billion. And by the way, all central banks are in the red because of what happened, how many bonds and debt they're holding versus the interest rates with the global central banks raising the rates. Remember, rates up, principal value down. So they've taken on a lot of debt. But with central bank reserves in the red by more than 10 billion and little chance of tapping the market because nobody wants to loan them money, they owe too much. The country has some 16 billion in debt payments coming due next year. The need for a debt rollover is imminent because they do not have the funds to repay this debt and to take on more. So how can they avoid that default? Change accounting, not behavior. That's always the tool. Millet pitches bank 71 billion swap to clean up Argentine debt. Argentine president, okay, blah, blah, blah. He is proposing a local, local debt, which means their people, not global people yet, a local debt swap that could top 71 billion aiming to stabilize the country's finances by pushing off maturities, right? So these are due, if this is when issued, these are short term right here. And you see they move a much less than the longer term. So how they do that is they swap this debt that's due now for debt that's due down the road, right? And that will reduce the deficit to zero. 
Have they changed behavior? No, they haven't. Have they changed the accounting rules? Well, that's what they're wanting to do. Okay, let's see. They told, were told representatives of local and foreign banks operating in Argentina that they plan to issue new peso bonds in February next month to swap for the 2024 maturities. Okay, does that really change anything? I don't think so. A little bit too fast. But what that does is it puts Argentina in a position, if it looks like they have zero deficit and they have nothing coming due in 2024, it puts them in a position to do what? Take on even more debt. Oh, sure. That would be like you getting a credit card, transferring the balance over onto a new credit card from an old credit card. And then look at this. I don't owe anything on this credit card. No, you owe it over here. It doesn't fix the too much debt problem. It does kick that can down the road for a minute, but only for a minute. And who can say what it's going to look like at that point, but it does enable them to take on more debt. Argentine gov Argentina government tapped central bank reserves with $3.2 billion debt sale because they do not want to go out. Well, they can't go out to the marketplace. Nobody's going to give them the money. So, you know, if you were to shift your credit card balance from this card to this card, so it looks like this card has no balance on it, does that fix your debt problem? No, it doesn't, because now you're going to have two cards that end up getting loaded to the gills with debt, and you couldn't pay the first one on your own. So Argentina's government is set to meet a delegation from the IMF on Friday over the weekend, which could eventually unlock some $3 billion. They say $3 billion, understand, that's $3 billion in more debt. However, the debt raising suggests it needs a quicker injection of funds. Yep, that's why they had to go to their own central bank. That is what third world countries do. But lest you think that the U.S. is immune, look at the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. You can't fix a too much debt problem with even more debt. You can just make it look like that's what you're doing. So, Understand, this is just about creating even more debt and the central bank financing the treasury. And this is important for you to see because we're doing the same darn thing here and everywhere in the world. It's one of the reasons why you know we're at the end of this currency's life cycle. Because let's face it, desperate governments do desperate things like selling their souls to the IMF, because at the end of the day, when you owe money, you've sold your soul. We were taught that debt is a good thing. We should keep taking on debt. And that's because this is a debt-based society now. But why do you think we're going into, I believe we are going into a hyperinflationary depression. And I showed you last week the, the um, M2V, the velocity of money makes me think that that piece has already begun. The fact that you don't personally see it maybe is not relevant because by the time you do, by the time you see any crisis, 
it's too late. They keep these things covered up and covered up and covered up. The major grains producing nation, which has struggled with cyclical economy, economic crisis for years, recently paid. So they're in deep dudo. They just borrowed 3.2 from their treasury in, you know, and the treasury just printed new money. I mean, that's what that's about, for goodness sakes. Right. Pay just recently paid some 920 million to the IMF and faces an upcoming capital payment to the fund of about 1.9 billion in mid-January. That comes pretty darn close between those two. If you total them, comes pretty darn close to the 3.2 billion that they just borrowed and had their central bank create the money out of thin air. Don't you think? But the bottom line is, is they pay the IMF first. Did you not see what happened to Greece? 2014, 15, 16, 17, austerity measure, austerity measure, austerity measure, austerity measure. Because like that credit card that you moved that balance, now that one's clean, you can borrow more. Not a good thing? No, it's not. Who has the power? You think the IMF would have the power if they called in all this debt? The answer would be, oh, yes, they do. Make no mistake about that. And this is the U.S. dollar that you saw just a few minutes ago to the Argentine peso. Okay, this is a two-year chart. That is up. The dollar is up against the peso. Remember, our dollar is dealing with inflation as well. But that was up 353.77%. Now, this is spot gold to the Argentine peso. And you see a similar blip up here and here and here and here. But spot gold is up significantly more, 406.46% than the dollar is. Could that be? Because the dollar is losing value and gold is gaining value in terms of those currencies because gold's value doesn't really ever change that's why 6,000 years ago you could buy an arm suit of armor with an ounce of gold and in 1920 you could buy a very nice men's suit with this $20 gold coin and today at well above 2,000 I think when I looked earlier, it was something like 2053. You can still buy a pretty darn nice men's suit. So the value of gold doesn't really ever change. It's the value of the fiat currencies in terms of gold that changes. So it's not the price of the house going up, unless, of course, you kick in speculation. But it's the value of the currency going down. And that's what makes the price appear higher. Same thing with wages. It's the way they do it to hide the truth from you and me. And it, it's, it really stinks. But if you know the truth, you can make choices. And you have to ask yourself when you're looking at these two, first a small and then a larger currency reset, which one protected you better? And dare I say it, that's just the spot gold market. It still doesn't reflect the true fundamental value of an ounce of gold, which is significantly higher. So we're going into this currency reset. What do you want to hold? You want to hold this 
or you want to hold this. This is what I want to hold. And I wanted to update you on Egypt because really the same thing is happening. Egypt hikes prices with government eyeing bigger IMF loan. So what they're really trying to do, and that's recent, right? So what's happening in Egypt is they're having massive inflation as well. Egypt inflation remains near record high amid FX, which is foreign exchange. So their currency woes. The official inflation rate, which of course is garbage, but the official inflation rate is 34.6. Officially, hyperinflation is 50%. So they're already in hyperinflation, even though they don't want you to know that. But Egyptian officials kicked off the new year by raising prices for a range of key services, heaping new pressure on consumers as the government looks to raise revenue and potentially boost the size of its rescue package from the International Monetary Fund. Where do the International Monetary Fund get their money? Do you, do you know? I mean, I've done a lot of things on that, and I just realized I need to probably talk to you about that. Because the IMF doesn't really generate any income, right? Their SDRs, their currency, is a basket of currencies. So they can expand that basket to include every single currency, which is why I've been saying since 2009 that the most likely next world reserve currency is going to be the IMF's SDR. Can you see if the IMF is also the lender, the last lender of the globe, how the IMF, which are non-elected officials, treasury secretaries and central bank chiefs, can you see how the IMF can actually take over power and dictate and rule to the world? And when you look at those countries that have been impacted by the IMF doing that, like Greece is a great example, but there are lots and lots of examples. It is the public that gets squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. It's not where you want to be. You need to be as independent and self-sufficient as possible. That's what the mantra is all about. Electricity prices for households were hiked between 16% and 26%. So they're already dealing with even if you just look at the official rate, but you know that's garbage, they're already dealing with hyperinflation in everything that they're doing. On top of that, in order to get this money from the IMF, they are squeezing it from the public. How do you think it's going to make households? How do you think it's going to impact if your electricity bill went up 26% overnight? Is that going to have an impact on you? You better have some other options. Charges will go up for metro and rail tickets as well. While the state-run telecom Egypt is raising prices for internet plans by over 30%. These things have an impact on the individual. It's always the individual to pay. That's why I say to you, it is critically important to be as self-sufficient and independent as possible. Because at some point when people are hungry and hopeless, guess what? Desperate people do desperate things too. That's why I got the bug out location. But that's what makes governments and central bankers lose sleep. Because there are more of us than there are of them. 
And when we wake up to the reality of how the central banks and governments have, I'm sorry, people, raped us and continue to abuse us, people get really angry. And it can get pretty ugly for a while. Now, I wanted to do this U.S. dollar to the Egyptian pound chart. And here you can see where this is also just going back two years, okay? And you can see a revaluation here, a revaluation here, a revaluation here. And at this juncture, they're up over the last two years, the dollar to the pound, the Egyptian pound, 96.02%. Here's their spot gold chart, right? And it's not as clean, but it certainly is doing the same thing because they're trying to manage what people see in gold. Even so, same timeline comparison, you had spot gold, even not reflecting its true fundamental value, up 121.43% versus 96.02%. So again, I'm going to ask you, which protects you the best during high inflation? Not this stuff. Well, that has my face on it, but this is, you know, not, not this stuff. This is designed to hide the inflation from you. This is what protects you the best. That's what protects you the best. Because make no mistake about it, the era of big taxes are upon us. Because that's how governments generate most of their income. What are you going to do to protect yourself from that? The preference for governments would be to keep it all in the system because then it's easy to do. And you, who are you going to complain to? The stock market crashes, booty hooty, rooty manooty. There's nothing you can do about it. But governments haven't necessarily raised taxes because there's ways to do it and other ways to do it. Governments haven't necessarily raised tax rates. Rather, many are benefiting as high inflation pushes up both prices and wages, propelling tax paper, taxpayers into higher brackets, a phenomenon known as fiscal drag. Still, experts say actual tax increases are likely in the cards for a number of advanced economies, including Germany and the UK, and I'm going to say in the US as well. So inflation is a tax that they don't have to go to legislation and make it visible to you to raise. The other kind of taxation they do, it's more visible to you. But there are so many ways that they do this. It's like your houses. It's like property taxes, right? I know people that have owned their houses for 50 years and paid maybe 12 or 16,000 for a three bedroom, two bath, 16, 15, 1600 foot square square foot house. And maybe in today's market, it's like 400, 500, 600,000 in some places, maybe a million, right? Well, guess what? You're paying property taxes on that because governments know that that is immovable property. You can't take that house, put it on your back and walk away with it. So property taxes are key and a big part 
of the strategy. Because real estate happens to run a couple of risks. And the strategy that I developed just based on historic norms is not rocket science. It's just what's happened over and over and over and over again. You know, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but maybe I'm wrong. What happens? What's the worst case that happens? You own physical gold and you own physical silver and you have security in food, water, energy, security itself, barterability, wealth preservation, community and shelter. Why is that so bad? I don't think it's bad at all. And you want to make sure and watch our desk's latest videos from me. It's understanding how governments and banks hide the economic realities for Daniela. She just interviewed my very good friend. I just love him. Gerald Salenti lives in my hometown. And Taylor did a great one on the BRICS, one step closer to wiping out the U.S. dollar. When the U.S. dollar goes away, what do you think is going to happen to its purchasing power? And for those of you that are sitting there going, oh, that can't happen. All they do is they move the name so you don't know it. But in reality, everything is changing. It's changing now. What are you waiting for? Get it done. If you haven't done it yet, click that Calendly link below. Set up a time to get your gold and silver strategy, not just in place, but actually, I don't know, executed along with every other part of the mantra. Because these are the things that we need to be as independent and self-sufficient so that when they take this away still okay and your family's okay if you haven't yet make sure you subscribe leave us a comment give us a thumbs up and share 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 because what we're seeing in egypt in venezuela and argentina i mean many places in the world turkey etc that's just telling you what's coming to a theater near you and until next we meet out there. Bye-bye.